Welcome to the Cruising and Campfires podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Crossland, a non-outdoorsy but wildly camping-obsessed mom. I created this podcast as a way to connect with other camping-loving families just like ours who might not always feel the most equipped for that hardcore adventuring you often see. It's here that I share my personal experiences, my personal lessons learned, and also interview other travelers who have exciting stories to tell. Let's dive in. This podcast is sponsored by the Cruising and Campfires Adventure Box. Each month, I'm releasing a new box of activities to keep kids entertained outside. So whether you're stuck at home while distance learning and just want something really simple to give to your kids when they feel bored inside all day, or if you want something really, really easy to pack up for your next RV adventure, this box is for you. I created it to help save you those hours of scouring Pinterest for ideas and really simplify your camping life. There's not something that you're gonna just get that's gonna be filled with more stuff because nobody needs more stuff these days. This is all, these are all items and activities that the entire family can enjoy that can be reused and can really teach your kids something fun. So head over to cruisingandcampfires.com to check it out. There's no subscription required. It's really just a fun adventure in a box that's available for your entire family with new themes each month. Okay, so on this episode, I want to talk to you about camping in the snow. And when I say camping in the snow, I'm specifically talking about RV camping. I have not been tent camping yet in the snow. And if you know someone who has been and wants to come on as a guest, I would love to pick their brain about it. But this is, again, a podcast for people who aren't quite super outdoorsy, but still love to be outside. That's me. I love being out in the open air. I love fresh air. I love feeling the sunshine on my face, but I also love hanging out in the rain and dancing in puddles, but I'm not outdoorsy. I, I'm not someone who knows all the survival tactics. I'm not somebody who, who loves to go days and days without showers. And so I'm really in that in-between phase, outdoors-ish, as some people say. So that's me. But when I'm going to share a little backstory for why I want to talk about this today, and specifically in the new year, we're all planning all, all these camping trips. And last year, that was our family. We were planning the same kind of camping trips. We were excited in 2020 to hit the road. This was even pre-pandemic. And the first camping trip we planned was to Williams, Arizona. And Williams, Arizona is really close to Flagstaff. It's also the last big city by the Grand Canyon. We were not going to the Grand Canyon on this trip. We have two littles, and um, I just... I get very nervous at the Grand Canyon with them. I know plenty of people have explored it. We're waiting to do that till they get a little bit older, but we still wanted to head up there. We've been there in the past. It's a beautiful town where there, where you can be in the woods, surrounded by pine trees in the mountains, very different from where we live in Tucson, Arizona, Southern Arizona. And so we wanted to head up there, a simple drive and as the trip was getting closer and closer, we were looking at the weather. We knew it was going to be chillier than Tucson, uh, but being mid-March, we felt it would still probably be pretty mild. And lo and behold, a huge snowstorm was moving its way into the area. And we thought, oh my gosh, what do we do? Do we cancel this trip or do we reschedule it? Or what? Are, what is our plan? What What is our plan of action? But the clincher was, this trip was really for my son's birthday. He was turning four and he loves camping. And we also knew that we we're in a pandemic where we were going to have to cancel his birthday party. So canceling the camping trip as well as his birthday party would have been devastating. 
So ultimately we decided we're just going to go for it. And if it's terrible and we're way too cold, way too uncomfortable, everybody is restless and, and fighting and bickering the whole time, we'll just pack up and come home. Like that'll just be as easy as it is. It's a four hour drive with the trailer. So it'll be, it'll be fine. So we went, we drove through the mountains and as we pulled in, it was starting to snow a little bit. It had not, we had just a dusting when we pulled in of snow. It wasn't like inches upon inches of snow yet, but it was so stunning. And I immediately felt, I'm not someone who loves the cold at all. I grew up in Arizona. I'm very, when it's anything below 70 degrees and I've got my jacket and my, on my boots on, I'm freezing. (laughs) And so, but I, there's something about being in the quiet, beautiful snow that is just so elegant, so peaceful and just immediately makes you just exhale. And that was the feeling that I felt as we started to pull in for this camping trip. And I thought, this is really, really cool. I'm super excited. I'm also still really, really nervous because I don't know what the heck we're going to do the whole time. We can't be outside the whole time. Everyone's going to freeze their tushies off. And um, specifically me, really, when I say everyone, I mean me. My kids are so resilient to the weather. My husband's so resilient to the weather. Me, not so much, but it was, I still was like, okay, we're going to, we're just going to do it. It's going to be wonderful. So I um, did not really have a ton of ideas going in for what we were going to do. I had some, and I had ordered some very last minute things that I'm going to tell you about on this episode of what we did and how we kept the kids entertained. But the trip itself was probably one of my all time favorite camping trips. No joke. I had the absolute greatest time, even someone who does not love the cold, hanging out outside with my family in the snow. It's not something we get a lot of, and so I thought it would be just so much fun, and it was. It was an absolute blast. So on this podcast, I really want to show you, tell you a little bit about what I brought that I was so glad that I had, um, a little way to prepare, or a little um, approach to preparing food. While you're there, because it's a little bit different than, at least for me, it's different than we usually cook. Um, And then a plan for being inside a lot of the time, because you're going to probably be inside a lot of the time. And then also a plan for playtime outside. That's a really fun, a few just really simple fun activities to keep your kids engaged for longer periods of time than just a few minutes building a snowman. Because we definitely built snowmen, but that was not what really kept our kids engaged on this trip. So first off, let's talk about packing. Um, I did an episode on packing the trailer, so you have already my backstory of like the typical 30,000 foot view of how I pack for trips. But on this, for this specific trip, it's a little bit different, right? You need a lot more equipment. You need to make sure everybody is cozy and comfortable and happy and warm because if you're not, everyone's miserable. And I do mean everyone on that statement because Kids are whining and mom's upset and mom just wants to be inside while dad wants to be outside. And it's a whole friction point that we can avoid by just packing correctly. And so I knew this going in. I knew how I felt being cold. I knew I did not want to have that whining adventure. (laughs) I did not want to have the discomfort put a damper on everything because I knew we were in for something really, really fun. So the first thing I brought was a ton of towels. I, I know it seems really obvious, but oftentimes we forget that snow is very wet and it's just frozen water. And when it comes inside the trailer, no matter how much you try to keep those snow boots outside, um, it gets everything wet. And even when you put the snow boots outside, you have to kind of bring them inside so they don't freeze overnight. And so you need to have extra towels where you can put your shoes 
And then you also need to have extra towels for in the bathroom area specifically, because as those clothes come off, the snow bibs and the jackets and, and all the stuff holding more snow and moisture, even if the snow is not on them, it's going to be a muddy mess very quickly in your trailer. I don't know what it is about trailers that just attracts the dirt and the, and the, and the mud, just like a magnet. It's just such a magnet for it. And it's absolutely no different in the snow. So having tons of towels and, or rags, I should say also that you can put down. That'll be, that'll absorb all of that mud and gunk that you're okay. Getting extra dirty. That's the first thing that is so, so important to bring and bring extra than you even think. Um, also plenty of dry clothing because just as much as you're taking off all those jackets that are getting wet, uh, you're also going to make sure that you need to have another layer that you can put on that's warm and cozy for when you're inside to warm back up and defrost inside. Um, and then of course a hairdryer. I know that this sounds crazy. I told you I'm outdoors ish. I'm not super, super outdoorsy. And this is what I mean. I love having my hair dryer on my camping trips. I love blow drying my hair here back at home, but also there's so many ways that you can use a blow dryer when you're out camping. So first off, you can use it to, to quickly dry jackets because we don't always have tons of jackets we can flip through and you try and minimize how much you're bringing in an RV to save on weight. And so having a blow dryer, you can just help it, help the drying process go a little bit faster is life changing. The other thing is to bring a blow dryer that you can actually plug in outside just in case you need to warm up some pipes or something that might've frozen. We did not have to do this on, on this trip, but we have had to do it in the past. So having that blow dryer basically to be a little mini heater that you can take along with you is really, really helpful. So it's not something you often bring along camping, unless you're me and love to blow dry your hair as much as you can, (laughs) but it is something that's super duper useful. Um, I also had talked about the food. And so that goes hand in hand with how you're packing. For this trip, I knew that there was a distinct chance that we were not going to be cooking outside like we normally do. I'm, I'm such an advocate for campfire cooking when we can or cooking outside whenever we can. But if it is snowing on you significantly, you cannot be outside cooking. And so the chili that I had brought along that I planned to cook outside had to be moved inside. No big deal. But if you don't have the right equipment for it, if you're planning to do something different with your food and planning only on being outside, it can really put a damper on things. Um, The other thing is I like to have a backup plan. So we had thought about doing burgers outside, just something really simple that's a very traditional and typical camping food, and it felt very hearty and warm for the for the cold weather. For this trip, though, we decided we would change things up a little bit, and rather than doing the hamburgers outside while it was snowing, we couldn't really get our Blackstone. We have a Blackstone tailgate grill. We couldn't really get that up and running as easily as we wanted to on the night we were going to, um, that we wanted to uh, grill just because the wind was coming and and yes, you can do it in the snow. We didn't want to have the awning down and then it would just be constantly getting the snow off of our burgers. That just doesn't sound great. But I'm also not somebody who loves the stove top burgers. And so I made a quick switch in, in what we were making. Our, I did plan B for our food. And instead of doing hamburgers outside, we ended up having a taco night inside. So simple. Instead of making burger patties, I just use that ground beef to make taco meat. And then of course, instead of having tomatoes on our hamburgers, you put tomatoes on your tacos, same with the lettuce, same with the onion. 
Um, just having that opportunity to make that quick shift is so important. So as you're planning your trip, think through that, that food and have a plan B for the same ingredients to bring along, but what you can maybe do to switch things up a little bit. Um, I know it sounds really simple, but it's not something that we oftentimes think about of having a plan B. You know, if you're like me, you make a meal plan and then you just roll with it and you just plan on like, that's what you're going to eat when you're out there. But having a plan B is so helpful in a lot of, for a lot of reasons at this time. Also, a lot of the restaurants were closed because of the pandemic. So we really had no choice. We couldn't have a plan B of go out and get a pizza somewhere. Our plan B really was whatever we had there. So it worked out really well. And take that tip. I love the hamburger can turn into hot, can turn into a taco night tip because We've done that on more than one occasion, and it's so easy and fast, both of them, that it's a nice alternative. So, okay, I'm talking a lot about being inside. Let's shift gears to activities inside. As you might know from listening to this podcast, I have a three and a four-year-old. At the time, it was a two and a turning four-year-old. So a two and a three-year-old, they have a lot of energy, and they like to move, and that's so fantastic. I love seeing them explore and run around, but when it's icy and, and it's snowing, like crazy. They also kind of want to be inside and warm and comfortable. So I had some inside activities. Most of the time we just focus on outside activities and I will get to what we did outside um, in just a bit. But first off, I want to talk about the inside activities because I think that they're not talked about often enough when camping, um, just because you're expected to always be outside and, and not to have these, you know, not to be hunkered down inside. Or if you are, you're, you're watching a movie or just reading books and reading books is great. But when it's a couple hours in a snowstorm, you want to have other opportunities for your kiddos to play and engage in different activities. And so these are the ones that have been so life giving for us as a family And hopefully they help you. And it might even be something you already have around your house. So the first activity are tanagrams. If you're not familiar with these, it's basically you get a board. We have a wooden board um, in ours. And there's different varieties of these, of course. But ours is a wooden board. And it has a design on it with different colors and different shapes. We laid out on the floor. We got to put out, lay out everything on the floor. And our kids just started to pick up these shapes and they... First, they started putting the shapes on the board, and then they started making their own shapes, and it turned out so fun, and it kept them so busy for so long. They absolutely loved it. The other thing we've done are puzzles. Same thing. You you just lay them out on the floor, and then they're able to, they feel like it's more of an adventure, like a camping adventure, because they're on the floor rather than our table. You can do either, of course, but RV tables tend to be a little bit smaller, so if you're doing a big puzzle or you want to have more space for all those pieces having the floor available and making it into sort of more of an adventure is really, really fun for them, I found. Um, The other thing is Legos. Our kids adore Legos, just like a lot of kids. They love building and creating and putting things together. And so having those Legos out has been really helpful, not just for when we're trapped inside in a snowstorm, but also for the mornings when we're both getting ready, my husband's making coffee, I'm making the pancake batter, I'm in the shower and he's, you know, getting everything situated outside to, to cook up our pancakes. Having something inside where we know that they're a little bit more contained as we're focused on going in and out is so valuable and so helpful. So those activities, the tanagrams, the puzzles, the Legos, those are nice things that you can just put out for them to play with for a little bit and keep them occupied, keep them busy 
while you're able to do a little bit of other more adult stuff that you need to get taken care of and check those boxes. Um, The other thing that we love are games. And so some of the games that have been particularly fun for our kids have been, first off, a game that we just got for Christmas called the Sneaky, I think it's like the Sneaky Snacky Squirrel, something along those lines. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But this game is so much fun because with it, you get this like rubber squirrel that you can use as pinchers or tweezers to pick up little acorns. So there's obviously more strategy behind it. There's more to it. But just having that there for them to pick up the acorns and play with was fun and distracting, even in and of itself. And then when we are able to sit down with them, which most of the time we are, um, they've loved playing that game. And it's just made us so happy, all of us. It's a really, really cute, fun game. Another game that's not like your typical, that you might not have heard of, is called Pass the Pigs. So my sister-in-law gave this to us when we were on another cold trip (laughs) Uh, over the summer, actually. We went up to the mountains in Colorado, and she gifted us this game that they used to play, my husband and, and her family used to play, when they were growing up. And basically, it's really tiny, super lightweight, so it's nice. Uh, it's nice and easy to pack in your trailer, but basically you just roll pigs like you would roll dice and based on how they're landing, you get points. It's such a fun game and it keeps everybody of all ages entertained for a long time. So that's another one that I love to keep in the trailer. We don't actually even bring it to our house. We just keep it in the trailer because it's a perfect camping game. Like I said, small, lightweight, easy to bring along anywhere you go. And then, of course, Jenga. So Jenga can be a little bit heavier, but I love Jenga because not only is it just a classic, fun game, but you can also use the Jenga pieces to build things. So again, when you're getting ready for breakfast or, you know, midday, you want to maybe just sit back and read a book or start chopping up vegetables for dinner or whatever it might be. Having the Jenga pieces there, even if they don't know how to play it by themselves yet, our kids were a little bit young for this, but they still just loved building the Jenga tower. It's so simple. It's so simple. And I bring that up because so often we overcomplicate the games and the activities. And I think it's time we get away from that because really our kids don't need a lot. They just need that little nudge in the right direction so they're not bored but they have these invitations to play. They have these invitations to create or to build or put something together. And having that is just such an excellent way to keep them occupied without you having to constantly be entertaining them. It gives you a chance to relax on a camping trip. Also, it's such a great way to build that confidence and that and let that creativity just come to life because there's so much there that I know our kids value. So like I said, this is all for being inside the trailer, all activities for keeping your kids occupied while you're inside. So what about outside? Because like I said, this is not a trip where we wanted to keep our kids inside the whole time. We knew we were going to have to get muddy and snowy and get outside and we were excited for it. It was really, really, really fun. Um, And so when we went outside, yes, like I said, we built snowmen. Yes, we took discs and stuff to slide around in the snow. That was a blast as well. But the three activities that were really the most fun for our kids that surprised me, and I would love for you to take away from this podcast if you're planning a trip and it's going to be snowing, um, are these. The first is we built an igloo. 
The igloo building was an absolute blast. So what I did is I keep these shoebox containers in our pantry uh, with our, yes, we have a pantry in our RV. It's really, really fun. Maybe someday I'll take a picture of it and put it on our, um, on my Instagram channel or Instagram feed at cruising and campfires. But basically inside there, I have pod or I have these shoe shoe boxes. They're called they're plastic shoe boxes. Um, I know I'm not a fan of a huge fan of plastic when you're outside, but it makes it really easy to clean and keep things stored. So these plastic shoe boxes, I just emptied out the snacks, took the granola bar one, emptied it out and brought it outside. We filled that, that ended up being our shape or our mold basically for the bricks. And so we just kept having the kids go and shovel in snow or pick up the snow and put it inside, pat it down. And we started to build an igloo. And that igloo really came to life. It was such a fun activity. The boys started to see what shapes they could make. And they started to be really excited. They were going to have this little shelter. We never admittedly actually finished it all the way and closed it because um, my tiny destroyer, my youngest, (laughs) he ended up loving just being able to knock it all down. So that was another fun part of it. But before he could do that, one of the campsite hosts came and drove by and he was so excited by it. He took the picture. I think they put it on their Instagram. I can't remember. I didn't look it up afterwards, but he was so thrilled by it. And he even called up to the front office and said, hey, I know we have some people coming in, but can we reserve whatever number campsite that one was so that it can keep their igloo up because it's so fun. It was that exciting and that engaging for everybody that was there, which I think is a really fun lesson to be learned from that because when you're outside doing these activities, you're not just doing them for yourself. You're also drawing in some new camaraderie. So even in this socially distant world where everyone's six feet apart, that all those cliche terms that we are continuing to follow it's still a fun way to get that camaraderie that's super safe, super engaging for everybody, and just starts that conversation that we're all so desperate to have. Um, okay, so another one that we did, as we were walking around the campground, I put I bought these like squirting bottles. Um, I don't know exactly what they're what the name of them are, but I'll take a picture and put them online. But it's basically just a squirt bottle. You can use a spray bottle, whatever kind of bottle. Put mostly water, a few drops of food coloring in, and go and paint the snow. I thought that this would be entertaining for a little bit. My kids love color. What kid doesn't? Color actually, there's a scientific reason for color to spark the feeling of joy inside of us. And so I knew that they were going to enjoy this. Um, but specifically, being able to go and paint the snow kept them busy for so long. I cannot even tell you how engaged they were in this. They absolutely loved being able to squirt the snow. We made different color combinations and we made different shapes and they were able to go and make a path and then follow the path. And their their creativity just came to life. And I kept refilling those bottles over and over again because they were having the most fun with it. Every day they wanted to do that. Every day that we were camping, that was one of the things that they felt like they had to do when we were at the campground. It was so much fun to see them light up like that. And such a a simple art activity for them, right? Like I said, we overcomplicate things, but something so easy for them to, to try art in a new way. It was just such a blast. The last thing that we loved was going around and collecting a few twigs or pine needles or whatever and putting them into a pie tin 
and then arranging them, putting water on top of it and making an ice sun catcher. Now this is such a simple thing to do because you can just leave it out overnight and then it freezes and you have something fun. You can hang it in the trees or you can, you know, you can put it up outside your window to look at on the table or whatever it is, or they can even smash it open the next day and take it all to pieces as it melts. It's, a, it's just such a fun opportunity to create and talk about water and all of its different forms. So even though it seems really simple, there's a lot of conversation you can be having around those. So that was it. That was our trip. And it the final day, we were able to build a fire because it was not too snowy, not too wet. We were able to sit around that fire and able to cook those final meals over the fire. And I'll do a whole podcast episode on our favorite campfire meals soon. Um, But I loved it. I absolutely loved the trip. And so if there's one thing you take away from this episode, I want it to be this. If you have a chance to RV and camp in the snow safely, I know driving an RV in the snow and on icy roads is not always ideal, but if you have the chance to do that, absolutely say yes. Raise your hand to that chance. Go find that adventure. Go try it. Even if you're like me who does not like the snow or the cold. I love the snow, but I don't like the cold. Even if you're like me who gets very chilly, loves the creature comforts. If you have an RV or can rent an RV or a cabin and go camping, do it, do it, do it and embrace it and be ready to be a little chilly. Be okay with the weather changing and shifting and having those backup plans And you are absolutely going to have the time of your life. If you do go, I want you to go and tag me at Cruising and Campfires on Instagram and show me a picture from your adventure. I love to see. Or if you've already been and you have another picture that you would love to share with me of your favorite snow activity, please share it because I actually have a feeling we're going to make this a new tradition to try and go and camp in the snow once in a while. And so I'm hoping that this year in 2020 we do. And I would love to hear your ideas as well for what to do. So go and tag me at Cruising and Campfires on Instagram or send send me an email with your picture. I really would love to hear from you. Until then, happy camping.